first freaking time. Yeah. That's the that's the that's the spirit of living that gets 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 bleached out of us by the tyranny of obsession with self. Yeah. We've got to shoot a large amount of coke to feel like we're alive. Yeah. We don't make love. We have to have like a, a sexual circus to convince us we're really living. Yeah, it's just insane. Yeah. So it's not that, you know, the ability to enjoy peace of mind. That's what it says in our book. That's one of the results. We'll have the ability to enjoy peace of mind. We have that ability, but it will access now. Yes. All these potentials, you know how everyone always talks about uh, everyone in their life told them you have so much potential. Why did you flush it down the toilet by drinking and using? Well, we have, we have, there's a whole other potential that is not based on hits and, and outs. It's based on a living feeling. Yeah. You know, enjoying the, having the ability to enjoy peace of mind, to have empathy for others. To be able to put down what you're doing when something more important occurs. Yes, to be available to the situation you're in. Because in that situation, you may be asked to do stuff. Yeah, you may be asked to do stuff and to be available to that. Yeah. So now, instead of being enslaved, you're free. Yeah. So you're truly useful to yourself and others. Yeah. This isn't a pipe dream. And it's not a suit you wear. It's a way of living. Yeah, it's a way of living. And uh, you have sound principles. I tell you, I, the third step has so much meat on that bone, you know, the spirit of it, after you do the working steps. Yeah, because I have surrendered a lot of times in this life. I've been in jail. I've been in hospital beds for months. I've been circumstances beat me into a real defiant uh point of surrender because i couldn't move yeah but this surrender to this higher to a higher power through this program has enriched my life un unmeasurably and has allowed my life to enrich others and to be enriched by others yeah which wasn't happening in the past the isolation was thick yeah not to be able to live a whole life rubbing shoulders with people, yet not having the ability to have a viable relationship with any of them. That's like a winter. Yeah, that's like a living in a cold front. You just shut down. And that's one of the joys, too. Of, of We don't speak about it much here, but that sense of emotional sobriety. Yeah. That feeling to be available to what's happening and not take your interpretation because sometimes a lot of people, they mistake excitement for anxiety. Yeah. They're just jacked up feeling good about something. And then they think it's all worry. It's not, it's fucking excitement. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah. So now at least my feelings can blossom and bloom their own flower instead of being boxed by a mental idea immediately because the mental idea is packing you know it's like putting fucking pork into a tuna can it's just like has no idea what the hell's going on really 
Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just so stoked about, uh, I mean, this is 30 or three years now I've been under this operation. That's not a short period of time. 33 years and, uh, you know, maybe, you know, the gratitude isn't based that I won the, I won the lottery. It's based on a lot of tiny things that would go unnoticed most of the day. Yeah. But that feeling of, uh, aliveness is just so unbelievable. I really thought I had to inject the liveness, you know, I had to fucking do something to feel alive. Uh, yeah. So it's freedom from that bondage of self and that bondage of self is just like a blanket restriction, you know, where you've got to, before you go to the bathroom, you've got to ask permission to the mental jailer. Yeah. You're working to accrue permission so you can be okay by doing what you believe it's telling you, you need to do to be okay. It's slavery really for any intents and purposes. Of course, it's not the playing out of having a person oppress you, which is unbelievable, but we're doing a pretty good job of it ourselves with this mental state oppressing us. Yeah. So, yeah. So I just want to leave you with, you know, just read page 64, you know, being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. We will now look at its common manifestations, resentments. I mean, did anyone, I didn't, I wasn't directed to see resentments as resentments and manifestations of self. I said, you're going to go home and do an inventory on your resentments, Paul. And I probably passed that information to others. I think that's a mistake, truly. And for it, and it's such a fundamental step the fourth step, because it's the whole beginning of the working, you know, four through nine. And to have, have the, the disease enter there and not get checked. Yeah. At the inventory, when are you going to see it later? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. It's coming into the door, you know, ask for its papers, so to speak, and do an inventory and look at your role in things and see its role in things. And maybe there'll be some relief from all the guilt and shame that's garnered by a mistaken identity. You know, maybe you'll travel lighter without feeling like you were the one who did all that stuff way back when. Yeah. Could you imagine what a, what a weight to bear for the rest of your life? You know, the weight of what you thought you did when you didn't even do it. Yeah. yeah. It's more and more valuable now after 33 years. You know, it would be like, you know, dragging dead caucuses with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, have, it would have a smell and shit. It's fucking dead. Yeah. Who's the last one that you let, let off the hook? You, yeah. You're still hanging on that hook of, because of the programming. The programming is stubbornly, it will not, it's not available to any other possibility. If something happened through you, you did it. 
That's the way the programming works, yeah? When something happens to you, you did it. Even when you're having, you're ill, and a virus is producing effects in your body, you'll still think it's you in a lot of ways, yeah? We have a stubborn blindness to recognizing foreign elements in our life because of this bondage of self as being the doer of everything that's ever been done, being the thinker of every thought that ever was noticed, being the feeler of every feeling, yeah? It's a... I just, it just doesn't match my experience in life at all. Yeah. It's like an old, old interpretation. It doesn't even fit anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. We've got a few minutes. I'm sorry. It's going to be a short one today, but I, I have to do service. I've got to drive some people to the airport. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't see any hands up. Um, you, you want to just riff out on a little bit more and then we'll be able to sure, go. Sure. Um, yeah, thanks. The whole point, if you're new here, is to really go to page 64 and, and just entertain the huge gulf between the word self and us, yeah? And see what category you fall in. Are you us? Are you part of the us? Are you or are you this self? Yeah. Because that's what's defeating us is self. Us is not defeating us. Self has defeated us and is defeating us, and it will be that which defeats us, to tell you the truth. Yeah. In in physical sobriety or not. Yeah. That voice that was talking to you before you got sober is still talking to you. It's just changed its little game, so to speak. You're now fucking not wearing orange jumpsuits every day, but it's basically working on you in the same way. Yeah. So if you see and maybe just do a little inventory and see the difference between resentment and my resentment, it's a huge difference. Yeah. Fear, my fear. First of all, we're not even clear. It's not really fear, is it? It's anxiety. It is. It's anxiety. It's a state that's manufactured a sense of fear without any apparent threat. It makes it up. Yeah. So basically, the system scares itself all day. <laughs> I mean, we don't have the luxury, do we? Seriously. I mean, how much, how much, how much quality does a life have when, how much is it able to be sold off until the point it's not a quality of life? Yeah. How much, how much anxiety nipping on our heels every day is enough? Yeah. I think we put up with a lot of shit we could outgrow. I do. Yeah, I do. I don't believe we need to tolerate you know, and I don't care, you know, I can definitely, if I wanted to call people up and have them to agree about how real my anxiety is, I could probably, but why, why do I want to put, keep that on life support? Yeah. Why do I, you know, so 
Yes. Hey, hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. I know we're short on time, and we have we have one we have one we have Kim that she just had her hand raised. Could we address her question real quick? Yeah, go. Okay. Hi, Kim. Hi. Okay, I'll make it quick. So, um, thanks, Paul, for everything. Uh, I've been coming to AA since I was for like thirty years, and I think the longest period I had um, sober was ten, and now it's questionable whether I have three or not. And I say that because, um, I, I feel like I'm in that place where, you know, when somebody cuts a worm in half and the worm is going to die, but it still struggles for its life. And it's fun as a kid to just sit there and watch it until it dies. And I feel like that, you know, like everything you're saying makes sense to me. And I feel like I see this disease in action in my life. Like, I mean, all the time. And it, it, the trickery it's up to, you know, the lies, the hiding, the like shit that doesn't even have anything to do with alcohol or drugs, right? Like it's just bullshit behavior that gets me spinning into a place where it's like, I'm not in a sober frame of mind. Like I'm not, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure shit out. And I still think that there's a way that well, I you, can trick hey, This is the good news. Can I break in? This yeah. is the good news with this share. All that you're describing is a reaction from what you're not. That isn't you. Yeah, that's the good news. You just, what you just described, if you didn't call it you, you could bring it right to six and seven and get that energy like sort of reconfigured. Yes. You see the the disease was talking to you, talking to you, and then it starts talking as you. You're not that, yeah? Okay. Our condition is exactly the same, all of ours, inherently as of a spirit condition, yeah? We have different flows of the mental activity and some have more volume than others but no no matter how loud that mental activity is it cannot drown out your inherent nature you are of spirit yes spirit is not talking to you usually through thoughts and if it does it's a pretty quick summation with maybe one or two it's not a fucking soliloquy for 30 minutes yes Yes. So I would in my if I were you, I would just fucking give up right now because you're outmatched. Yeah. This the knowledge that you may be having may be self-knowledge, which isn't going to avail you of anything. It's just going to it makes more excruciating conditions that you're going to feel like you're in. Just fucking surrender. Yeah. Do an inventory right after the surrender, a short one, and write down your fears or the fears, the resentments, mostly the fears, let's say right now. Share it with another person. What what becomes obvious, do step six and seven. Do not apply your solution to it. Apply the AA solution to it. Yeah, and you'll get a different answer than the answer your head wants to provide. I'm serious. This is the moment 
to practice the program. Yeah, not to talk about the program. Yeah, to practice it. The steps are a living thing. You do a little inventory, share it with someone. Someone maybe at this meeting would be happy to listen to it. They tell you, man, this is exactly what may be going on. You bring that to six and seven. You ask that power to help you. You know, you're entirely ready for this stuff to be reconfigured that I just shared. You humbly ask that power to do it. And you trust the process instead of trusting the head. That's perhaps the better way. Yeah. Trust the head. I mean, trust the process. So, yeah. I hear this every you know, I've heard this for 30 something years from my own head and from others. I'm telling you, there was a seeing of, let's say, maybe a condition you're in, and there's a narration of seeing that condition you're in. That's what mostly we get captured by is the narration. The seeing is of spirit or of awareness. The narration of what was seen is a whole other fucking story. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have a sponsor? Yeah, she comes to this meeting. Great. There you go. You've got some work to do today. Hallelujah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, bro. I got to get going, I think. eh? I got four yeah. because they're relying yeah. on something that most people think is unreliable. Paul Hedeman. <laughs> <laughs> your time today paul and uh just a quick message to gabe gabe we bring your question on thursday please thank you yeah and we'll be here uh, thursday and uh yeah thank you and then tomorrow night we'll be here i just uh gotta take off now hey it's fantastic thank you so much i thought a little bit would be nice a nice little hors d'oeuvre eh? yeah yeah <laughs> i'll say hello in one big flash to everybody Hey, Bo, call me tomorrow morning. Yeah, 9 o'clock my time, something like that. That's good. Ruby Rose, everyone. Uh, Mark V, everybody. Vicky, Helen, Steve, nice to see you. Steve T. Connor, one of my Irish friends. Uh, Roman, yes, nice to see you from Germany. Sorry, it's, uh, it's a rather short, but a pleasure nonetheless. Yeah. And uh, see everybody else. Alex, Alex, Rich A and his, his uh, lovely second somewhere. Maggie, thank you for that lovely card and stuff. Uh, and everyone, I'll see you guys on Thursday. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Aloha. All right. All right, Mike, you can stop recording, please. Oh, yes, thank you. <laughs>